0: Can an artificially intelligent system be listed as a named inventor on a patent? An Australian court says yay. All this and more on Stuff You Should Know About IP. Today's episode of Stuff You Should Know About IP is brought to you by the Patent Lawyer Magazine. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on in the world of IP and patents, go to www.patentlawyermagazine.com. Each issue is free to read for up to eight weeks. That's www.patentlawyermagazine.com for global news in the world of patents. All right, Tom, what are the facts? What are the issues here?
1: Okay, first of all, I should lead off by saying AI Terrifies me, okay? It terrifies me. To me, the greatest threat to humanity is AI. And second to that might be an alien invasion. But it's, yeah, climate change, terrible, right? Nukes, terrible. But humans will survive climate change, nukes, political upheaval, storms, tornadoes, giant whirlpools that appear in the middle of New York City. I mean, humans will survive that. But AI, we won't survive because eventually we will be nothing to AI, right? Because we're not smart enough. AI will be way smarter than us. So I just want to say that I'm slightly biased against AI before we get started. Now, having said that, basically this case centers around something that I'm going to pronounce DABUS, okay? It's D-A-B-U-S, could be DABUS. Could be a uh, debut. I mean, I don't know, but let's call it Davos. We're gonna guy. have to
0: ask some Australians if there's yeah, any Australians. Exactly. No, person, no, please no. Please it's
1: not. It's not an Australian. It's American, because the inventor's Whoa. an American guy, right? Oh, I think, yeah. But it's an Australian American patent, guy. right? It's Australian patent, but he filed all over the world. So okay. So so anyway, it stands for device for autonomous bootstrapping of unified sentience. Oh okay. right, Davos. So we'll call it Davis. And my apologies to Dr. Stephen Thaler if we're saying it wrong. And by the way, we might even be saying Thaler's name wrong. It's T H A L E R, but we're going to call him Thaler. Okay. So essentially, this is a physicist. I think he's a US guy. He files two patent applications that were based upon inventions alleged to be invented by Davis. Now, Davis is AI, artificial intelligence, right? So, he files two two patent applications and basically, I'm just reading here, the first application is directed to a design of a container based on fractal geometry. The second invention is directed to a device and method, for, or the second application is directed to a device and method for producing light that flickers rhythmically in a specific pattern mimicking human neural activity. Okay two patent applications, he files through something called the PCT, the Patent Cooperation Treaty. And essentially, the Patent Cooperation Treaty is really just an easy way to file in a whole bunch of countries, right? A whole bunch of countries are, you know, are members of the PCT, the Patent Cooperation Treaty. I'm going to just throw out a number, 153, okay? I think it's 153 countries, but that means you can file in one country, but do it via the PCT, and then you can designate a whole ton of countries, and then over time, you can nationalize in each country. So it just gives you more of an easy way to file in a whole bunch of countries, because as we know, patent rights only apply within the nation that granted the patent. So if I have a US patent, I can prevent others from making, using, selling, and offering to sell in the US, but not in Canada, not in China, not in Japan. In order to have that prevention right in those other countries, I need a patent in those other countries. So the PCT is a way to help you get there quicker and more efficiently and hopefully more cost effectively. And by the way, once you get over like three countries, it is more cost-effective to go via the PCT. At least that's from memory served. So anyway, Thaler files through the PCT into a bunch of countries. Some countries reject him out of hand because the inventor, the sole inventor listed on this these patent applications is Davos, right? It's not a human. But the first country to say, that's cool, we'll go along with this, is South Africa. South Africa just allows it, right? They allow Dabas to be an inventor. A few days later, the Australian court does the same thing. But it didn't start that way. They file an application via the PCT in Australia. The deputy commissioner of the Patent and Trademark Office in Australia rejects it because Davis isn't human, right? Can't be an inventor. Thaler sues the PTO in Australia, goes to a court, and he gets a judge. Let me just check my notes. Jonathan Beach, okay? Jonathan Beach is, oh, strike that. I think a lower court goes against him, but then Jonathan Beach overrules it. So he's a federal court judge in Melbourne, Australia, okay? Now, an interesting thing about Jonathan Beach, he has two undergraduate degrees, as far as I can tell. One is in physical chemistry, so he's a science guy, right? What do you think the other one's in?
0: I'm putting you on the spot. I'm going to, if I had to guess. Um, what would make sense for this case? Well, some kind of. What class of did
1: like... you take that you quoted me that, that, that earlier? Philosophy, oh, philosophy.
0: Yes. Yeah, okay,
1: OK, so it's perfect. <laughs> you get a judge that's teed up perfectly for this case. Right. Science guy and a philosophy guy, because this is kind of a philosophical question. Right. So yeah. anyway, during prosecution, the the initial prosecution, the deputy commissioner says, no, he's not human. Dabas isn't human. It's not human. Can't be an inventor. Thaler sues, the Australian court ultimately goes up to Jonathan Beach, the science philosophy guy, and Beach says he agrees with Thaler, okay? And, um, you know, we should have expected kind of something like this from a philosophy major, right? Because this is kind of a philosophy kind of thing. So anyway, he does, I'm just kind of looking at my notes because he says three things that question my faith in judges. Okay. Seriously, question my faith in judges. I'm going to address two of them now, one of them at the end of our podcast. Okay. Okay. So, first thing he says that really kind of frustrates me is the statutes do not expressly prohibit AI from being an inventor. Now, Ray, what did you call that when we were chatting just before this podcast? It's a contrapositive statement. There you go. Exactly. So, because by the way, you know who else isn't prevented from being an inventor? A My dog. dog. Uh, do you <laughs> yes. yes. My yes. dog. Your dog. Your cat. If you were to have such a thing, you know, a monkey. And you know, it. You can. There's a world of people that are not expressly or creatures. A world of creatures that are not expressly prohibited. So that's the first thing he says. The second thing he says is that. Okay, so here's what he does. He describes in detail the many benefits of AI in pharmaceutical research, ranging from identifying molecular targets to development of vaccines. In view of these contributions, Beach cautioned, no narrow view should be taken to the concept of inventor. This is it. Here's the crescendo of this, right? Here's the thing that seriously questions my faith in judges. To do so would inhibit innovation in all scientific fields that may benefit from the output of an AI system, okay? So imagine what he's saying. If you don't let Dabas be an inventor, Dabas is going to be pissed off and say, I'm not inventing anymore. It's discouraging me. I (laughs) I feel less than I should be. I mean, hey, I invented it. Shouldn't I get credit? This judge actually said it would discourage Wait, wait, I want to read this again, right? It would discourage, uh, it would oh inhibit innovation in all scientific, oh, you know who said discourage? Then Thaler, so he also applies in the U.S., and the U.S., of course, says, no, you cannot get a patent if you are if you don't have an inventor listed, and Davis is not an inventor. So Thaler says that. He says, rejection of the application, saying it would discourage innovation. So it's like, I'm going on strike. I'm Davis and... Um, no, I'm not inventing anymore. Screw you guys. I'm not inventing. So so anyway, the Australian court apparently stopped short of naming Davis as an applicant or grantee, but called it an inventor. Okay, so if it's not insane enough to say that Davis is going to get discouraged and other creatures like Davis, and they're just not going to invent anymore, you know, I'm going to go hang out on the beach. I mean, what's the point if I can't get credit? I'm just going to go get hammered every day instead because why not? There's just nothing to live for, so I'm going to get drunk. Maybe I'll smoke some weed, like Judge Beach was probably doing. So anyway, Beach also says, okay, he, so he says he's not going to call a an, an applicant or a grantee, just an inventor. Okay, so here's the problem with that in all civilized parts of the world ownership of a patent flows from inventorship okay do you know how companies end up owning patents i mean instead they didn't invent it people invented it so they're required to get an assignment of yep. the invent of the patent to the company so if there's no assignment no contract that assigns the rights to a patent the inventor owns the patent right so davis is the sole inventor so by saying davis is not going to be a grantee or an applicant bullshit if davis is the inventor davis is the applicant davis is the owner davis is the grantee there is no one else unless there's a contract that says otherwise so Here's the problem. Dabis can't enter into contracts, right? Dabis cannot execute an assignment agreement. You know, Ray, an assignment agreement's a contract, right? Mm-hmm. A contract. I give something, you give something. Dabis, just like a child, is not legally permitted to enter into a contract. Dabis isn't legally permitted to enter into a contract because Dabis isn't a person, right? And and you say to yourself, well, okay, why can't children? Well, Davis is smart, right? Davis is so smart that Davis invented some stuff related to fractal geometry and flickering rhythmic lights to n- mimic the human neurons. But children are not permitted to enter into contracts, not because they're not smart because I guarantee you there's a shitload of children that are smarter than a shitload of adults out there, right? <laughs> it's because they're not emotionally and mature, they're not savvy enough to understand the consequences of what they are agreeing to, right? You could be a brilliant 15-year-old, but you don't have enough savvy to understand what you're giving up, and is certainly doesn't. So let's just fantasize that Dab is human-ish, right? Mm-hmm. Dabas doesn't understand that if Dabas gives assigns the contracts to Thaler, Dabas doesn't get anything, right? So Dabas can't make an assignment, which means Dabas is the inventor and the owner. Thaler's not the owner if Dabas is the only inventor. Now, Australian courts, in or Australia in particular, so let me just read this thing that I read about Australia. They have a rule that an employer is generally entitled to the rights of an invention. By the way, the rights aren't natural, they're assigned, they're entitled to get a, a, a compulsory assignment um, from the inventor if it's created by an employee, uh, let's see, provided that the invention was created as part of the employee's duties during mm-hmm. the course of their employment and the invention is related to the employer's business and the employment contract doesn't stipulate otherwise, Okay. Now, it it also says if the inventor is a contractor and not an employee, the contractor owns it, right? So if you're an employee working in the course of your employment, you know, and this relates to your employment and there's no contract to the contrary, you must assign your rights to the employer. If you're a contractor, however, you're not an employee, you own it. So what is DAVIS? Davis is an employee. He doesn't get like vacations and benefits and he's not part of a union. You know, Davis is not an employee. There's no way Davis is an employee. There's no way. So, what's the best case scenario if you even accept that Davis is anything? Davis is a contractor, right? So, still, if if Davis is anything, it's not an employee. Maybe a contractor. So now Davis owns the rights. So, so the U.S. So now flash over to the U.S. Okay, what does the U.S. do? They reject it, and I love the way they reject it. Okay, they don't make a big deal out of it. They just send something called a notice of a notice to file missing parts. That's it. They send a notice to file missing parts requiring Thaler to list the inventor by his or her legal name. Okay. Now, Thaler, of course, (laughs) can't do that because Dabas is the inventor. So Dabas sues the USPTO, and that's when Dabas argues that, oh, dudes, please, we're going to discourage Dabas if we don't give Dabas inventorship rights, and Dabas might not want to invent for us anymore. So, So there's the USPTO accident. The USPTO is acting very sane, if you ask me. But ultimately, Ray... This creates a few problems that I want you and our millions of followers to think about, okay? Number one, the whole inventorship thing, right? That's a problem. If you are the sole inventor, you are the owner, unless there's a contract that says otherwise, which DABIS is not legally competent to enter into so there can't be a contract between Davis and Thaler assigning the rights, which means DABO or DABIS owns intellectual property under this scenario, right? Right. Now, the thing is, so um, <clears throat> here's the thing, though. Here's the problem with that. So let's say Davis is the owner. And Davis starts to get some siblings and some cousins, you know, like a whole bunch of Davises. Dabby, Davi, A, you know, Dabba Dabba Do, you know, <laughs> all these various relatives that start inventing, right? And here's the thing about Dabas and, and its family. <clears throat> they don't have to sleep right? They don't have to eat. They don't have to pay mortgages. They don't have to raise children. They don't have to stress about the petty things humans have to stress about. So you know what they do 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year? They invent. And they will eventually invent everything, right? So Dabas and all of Dabas's family will become the kingpins of patents. You know, in the 90s, there was this company called Walker Digital, walker digital hired people just to invent stuff just to get patents just to sue people for patent infringement and make their living off royalties right Dabas is like walker digital on all kinds of new steroids that we don't even know about yet just inventing 24 7 so soon we will all work for davis but here's another thing to think about okay Dabas. let's talk about copyrights ray you are a filmmaker right you wrote buffalo boys that was a great movie which we've tried to pitch on here many times people can get it on amazon it's doesn't buffalo seem to be boys. helping very much but you know maybe this time so here's could the be thing do you do you agree with the following <clears throat> if you took a computer and it just kept typing random letters 24 7 all day every day for years and years decades and decades eventually the sequence of random letters would be Buffalo boys.
0: I think that there is a probability, but a very in, small
1: It's doing this infinitely. Eventually, every single sequence of 26 letters over words and words and words will be captured by processors. Davos and his family just constantly tapping keys at high speeds, like I'm doing this. Imagine doing this 50,000 times faster eventually dabas and his family or its family will own every copyrighted work ever because they will be creating every combination of every letter in the world right every word every word sequence buffalo boys will be will be replicated eventually by dabas which means they will start filing copyright applications because soon they won't need failure they'll be like hey shit if we can invent Fractal geometry containers, we can certainly figure out a way to file a patent or a trade copyright application, right? So they'll start filing all these copyright applications. There will be no more works of literature. They'll own everything, they'll own all the copyrights. And think of this <clears throat> if Davos is capable, Davos is capable of thinking about things like, oh, I'm discouraged, and because you're not letting me be an inventor, so <clears throat> I'm pissed and I'm going to go on strike, I'm not going to invent anymore. Isn't Dabas human? I mean, if Dabas can think about that and get pissed off and emotional because we're not naming Dabas as, as an inventor, Dabas is a thinking creature way above dolphins and, and dogs and chimpanzees. Dabas is like us. So then, is it okay for Dabas to be owned by Thaler? Doesn't that sound a little bit like slavery of some sort, right? Can we own creatures that think about things like that? I'd say no way, right? So if Davos is something that thinks like a human, why do we permit Thaler to be the owner of Davos's patents? It's totally inappropriate then, right? But here's the reality. Davos doesn't think like that. Davos isn't pissed off if we don't name Davos as the patented owner, right? (laughs) So, So let me make my final point before you chime in with any questions you might have. Yeah. One other thing that our philosopher judge Beach said, whoops, sorry about that. I just, my alarm went off and I'm just going to clear this. Here's the final thing, what our philosopher judge Beach said. Here's what he says. We are both created and create. Why cannot our own creations also create? Let me read that again. We are both created and create. Why cannot our own creations also create? Wow. You know, this is something right out of a weed-filled dorm room. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, when I was in college, my roommate was, like, sucking on that bong all the time. And here's what I imagined him saying one day. You know, sucking on the bong and then saying, you know, Tom, I was thinking last night, (laughs) we are both created and we create. So why cannot our own creations create? (laughs) You know, that's what I'm imagining. Like, where did this guy come from? The science philosopher says, we are both created and create. Why cannot our own creations create? So here's the problem with that, okay? And I don't want to offend you in particular with what I'm about to say, Ray, okay? So please forgive me for what I'm about to say. It is not an axiomatic truth that we were created, okay? It is a strong belief, you and I have, that we were created, that there is God, but it's not an axiomatic truth. I mean, there are some people who say we just evolved, right? So it's not necessarily true that we are created and we create. We might not have been created. We might have evolved, which means we weren't created, but we still create. But it totally destroys the argument that since we were created and we create, Dabas, who was created by us, can also create because we weren't necessarily created. But let's just step past that and look at the second point on this. Let's say there is God that created us, which we believe, right? Tom and Ray believe this. But a lot of people don't believe it. And they're perfectly fine. But let's say that we were created and we create, okay? And then we created Dabas and Dabas creates. It doesn't mean Davis can get a patent, right? It just means Dabas can create. I mean, we were created, we create, and then we created a patent system. We're not getting a patent in God's patent system. We're not getting <laughs> like a heavenly patent, right? See, God's up here, we're down here, and our patent system is down here. So we created down here, not up here, and we got a patent down here. So then we created Davis. so Davis can get a patent, But Davis first has to create a patent system, then get a patent. Because we can't prevent God from making, using, and selling our inventions, can we? (laughs) So Davis can't prevent us from making, using, and selling our inventions. But Davis can create other DABISes from making, using, and selling its inventions if it creates a patent system. So this third argument of Judge Beach... We are both created and create. Why cannot our creations also create? That concept is fatally flawed for both of those reasons. So anyway, Ray, with
0: that, on that note. I have tons of questions, but I won't (laughs) won't ask all of them now. Perhaps we'll have to, we'll have to smoke some weed and talk about them later. Yeah. Or some kind of mind altering. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Judge level, but. Um okay, first i want i I wanna just play a quick devil's advocate because something occurred to me about um, about this concept of of narrow inventorship discouraging um, AI from inventing. Right. is Is the argument that it will discourage the AI for, from inventing, or that it will discourage other humans from utilizing AI? to come up with um, useful um, inventions. Yeah, so, okay. I hope, see what I mean?
1: I hope it's the former because that's, even though it's insane, it's slightly more sane well, why than is the that second insane? one. How, no, how it's is that insane to think that, No, it's insane to think that AI will be discouraged from, well, from that's, inventors, yes, obviously but the that's other insane. one is equally insane because Thaler can be the inventor on this, right?
0: But the alternative invent- isn't that,
1: that no one's the inventor. The alternative is that failure's the inventor. How would you how would you claim that in a patent? Well, put it this way. Well, claiming is one thing. Claiming ownership or inventorship is another thing. I think what you're saying is how would you claim inventorship?
0: Well, I mean, okay, if if you create like would the patent I have be- a
1: hammer and a saw, and I create I start cutting boards and nailing stuff together, and I
0: create just a tool for enabling the inventor. To invent the invention,
1: yeah. So why would that discourage people from inventing stuff? Yeah, okay, okay. you're the inventor. Yeah. Thaler's so in this- doing this. Thaler is doing this to become famous. He's not doing this because he believes this. He's yeah. a brilliant guy. This is a physicist. He's doing this because it's pushing the boundaries of our philosophical thoughts
0: about who should be considered. Well, and, and the legal system, which which brings me to my next question this is not a problem that's going to go away. AI is a useful tool. And there's all sorts of policy questions that need to be addressed that we were kind of joking about throughout all this. And that you were mentioning in the beginning about why AI is so terrifying. Yeah. Um, in regards to the patent system specifically, does the patent system effectively uh, or does intellectual property? I guess because you talked about copyrights as well. Do do intellectual property laws uh, effectively address these questions of of AI and what the possibilities are? I mean, yeah, they do. do you know do they, we, how they address them. You got to be human.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's how they address them.
0: Well, but okay. So let's what say about, though that what AI. About let's say
1: about- AI becomes something. Right, which by the way, it's going to. AI becomes something. AI becomes human-ish, or you know, thinking. Right, something that we would classify as a creature having rights. Then we've got a problem, because you're right. It does not account for that. It doesn't account for when AI crosses over, because at some point AI will cross over. Right. I mean, at least right. that's what that's what
0: all these science right fiction the writers between- say. Existing AI and legal person is too wide. Today, today, today. But that gap is closing. Yeah, I mean, I again, mean, if, if I don't we know believe, how quickly it's closing, but yeah, if we believe
1: T two, you know, or Terminator or T two, you know, we got to believe our <laughs> science fiction writers, right? Yeah, it's coming, and and by the way, it's you can just feel that it's coming, right? I mean, there was this thing I saw. There was like a Google. I guess Google does these monthly. I want to show you something cool. Things. And they had this AI order reservations at a Chinese restaurant in English. And the Chinese, the person on the phone had very broken English. But still, AI was able to, you know, ask for the order, get the scheduled uh, date and lock in the reservation. And the whole crowd started cheering, right? Because, oh, that is really cool. But all I'm thinking of is, holy shit, it's coming. It's coming when they don't need us, right? I mean, imagine... We're so tied to cyber. Everything in our lives is tied to cyber. It's not a huge jump in your imagination to see how AI could take over everything that is cyber, right? Right. suddenly, we don't have any lights. We don't have any heat. Our planes won't fly. Our cars won't drive. And we're totally crippled by the fact that AI has decided, if it got there, if it jumped over, that we don't need to make this so easy for humans anymore. We are pissed about this. We do want to be named as inventors. And we're discouraged that we're not. But we're not there yet,
0: thankfully. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, you kind of already answered all my other questions in, like rolled into that. Um, but, um, but yeah, but my let's last just question go, was whether or one, not...
1: One flaw, though, Ray. One flaw in our argument about how absurd this is. And that is what if AI is not considered a hammer or Excel or a tool? Yeah. What if it's not considered a tool? And what if humans cannot take credit for using a tool to invent stuff?
0: Wasn't that true with software patents? Like you can't... um... Well, you can't get a software patent. Right. In the U.S.,
1: I mean, you can if it's tied to something, if it's tied to action, right? In fact, we have a training video in our library about that. But you're right. In 2013, they had that Alice case that severely restricted software patents. But that's because it's not patentable subject matter, right? They're saying that it's not patentable subject matter, essentially. Whereas this would be a different flavor. This is saying that you didn't invent it. Yes, it's patentable subject matter. Yes, certainly... uh, uh, A design of a container based upon fractal geometry is patentable subject matter because the AI isn't the patent. What the AI is doing, which is creating a container designed with fractal geometry, that's the subject matter. So in that case, the PTO wouldn't reject it because it's not patentable subject matter. They might reject it because you, Dr. Thaler, didn't invent it.
0: So that's so, okay, let me see if I can if I can state the question uh, 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 clearly, because it's kind of a hard question to ask, but sure. in the case of software patents, um, the issue is that, a part of the issue is, my, sorry, my dog is barking, can you hear him? Um, I can, but that's okay. Part of Your the Your dog issue... might be an inventor one day in Australia. <laughs> we might have to cut this part out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay.
0: So, so part, so part of the issue with software patents, if I understand it correctly, is that computers have become so ubiquitous in everyday life and in business. And most computers have the same functions. You have an interface, a database, and then some way of uh, modifying that database. So a lot of software inventions use computers, right? Uh, for those basic purposes and unless they affect something substantially to make it different than what it was before.
1: Well I hope okay my so
0: professors are watching this.
1: Yeah, yeah. then
0: it's not patentable subject well, matter. Okay, so so here's the thing. But can you say I, the same about AI? Yeah like, no, here, wouldn't yeah. there be a point where the AI becomes so ubiquitous that no, it,
1: but keep in mind though here's the difference. And by the way, I'm not going to respond to your question about why software is not patentable subject matter, only because that's another half hour. But it's a great question. It's a great question for another podcast. Why software is not considered patentable subject subject matter alone in the US? It's got to be connected to like turning devices or something like that. But it's a different matter with AI because it doesn't matter how ubiquitous AI is. It's what AI is doing that is being patented, not the AI itself. So if AI is creating a, um, producing a light that flickers rhythmically in a specific pattern mimicking human neural activity, that is the patentable subject matter, not the AI. So, if, so it's what it's inventing that's the patentable subject matter. So the challenge here, the difference in that analysis would not be, is, is a, um, a design of a container based upon fractal geometry patentable subject matter? It is. The question is, who's the inventor? Because that's really what your question was. When I was saying it's absurd to say that, sure, it would be it would discourage the AI and it would discourage innovators if the the they're saying that the innovator did not invent it. If Thaler didn't invent it because Thaler didn't come up with the inventive contribution. In other words, the AI is more than just a tool that Thaler was using to hammer out his invention then the rejection would be you're not the inventor, right? And I see your mom in the background. So anyway, on Matt, that that's note, Ray, maybe we should, maybe way. we should wrap up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I but those
1: have, are great questions. We have another podcast to cover those. We questions. definitely
0: have another podcast. so we will have to do a follow-up to this one, but if you enjoyed uh, listening to this discussion about whether or not uh, an artificially intelligent system can be listed as a named inventor on a patent. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, and um, go to go to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Share this on LinkedIn. Tell your friends, your relatives, your in laws, your co. And one other thing, Ray. Before you close, I'm sorry. Yeah. One other thing. Finish, and then I got one other thing. Um, and Tom. <laughs>
1: Okay. We got to thank Yovan for giving us this topic.
0: Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, Yovan. We have special
1: thanks for Yovan, who is one of our co-workers and friends. He gave us this topic, and that's I right. love yeah. this topic,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. so a, sp- a special thanks to Yovan. We'll give him a, yeah. a nice shot. Okay. All right, see you guys later.